bring you back. Yeah, we can meet, uh, whereabouts? Uh, there should be a cafe around here somewhere. Welcome to the Trady HQ podcast. This podcast is brought to you by Trady HQ, Australia's first co-working and business incubator aimed specifically at trade-based businesses. Okay, welcome back guys. Thanks for listening into the Trady HQ podcast. I am Dan and today I'm fortunate enough to have Courtney and Cam from Perry Perry Electrical in the uh, in the Marsman Plumbing uh, conference room uh, in joining me for another podcast. So welcome Cam, welcome Courtney. How are you? Good, thank you. Good. Just move a bit closer to the microphone, Courtney. Good, thanks Dan. How are you? <laughs> Very good, thank you mate. Okay, so yeah, um, the reason I wanted to get you guys in, and thanks for coming in, is that obviously Courtney has just finished her capstone, which makes her a qualified electrician, and I just wanted to get a bit of an idea of what it's like now, not only from a, a female perspective, but I guess just from a, a young person as well, you're only 22 years old, um, just to see what your journey was like, although I don't really like that word, um, <laughs> going through your uh, your apprenticeship and, and sort of what, what you face. So thanks for coming in, and do you want to give us a, a quick... Background on you, did you born and bred in Perth and stuff, uh, school? Grew up in Perth, moved out to the country in Jinjin and then moved back to Perth and um, yeah. That's it? Yeah, pretty much. Cool. And when did you start your apprenticeship? So it must have been, what, around 17, literally out of school, pretty close or? No, I don't think I started my apprenticeship. Oh no, 22, so what, what's that, four years, so maybe? She, you know, she was 18, 18 when she started. 18, yeah. yeah. And so, why electrical? I didn't actually want to do electrical. I wanted to be a motorcycle mechanic, uh, but I want to move back out to the country and there's not a lot of demand for it. So electrical was the next smartest step. Um, and I found once I started, I really loved it. I loved the people I worked with. So I just kind of stayed with it. Yeah, right. And so what was it that made you think that that was the next smartest step? Was there some sort of influence there from someone else? or? Yeah, my partner, he um, he definitely said electrical is a good trade to get into. Um, being a woman in trades, there's not a lot of options. Um, electrical is pretty friendly when it comes to women in the trade. Um, and yeah, most people suggest electrical. Yep. No, you made a good choice. Definitely, definitely the best trade. <laughs> uh, and so how did you come about working for CAM then? I did my pre-apprenticeship at Midland TAFE and through that you have to do 100 hours of work experience mm-hmm. and I called up Cameron and he said yes straight away. So I went and started with them and got an apprenticeship through it. Yeah, and so how did you find Cameron? Not how have you found working with him, but how did you, how did you come across them too? <laughs> we'll get into that later. <laughs> Um, Google, honestly, I wrote down a list of 100 electricians and I got turned away by a lot, being a woman in the trade. Really? Um, yeah, a lot. And Cameron was one of the best ones. It was called Queen of Sparks at the time, so they were a woman-friendly one, which yep. I did look to as well. Um, there were a few of them at the time, but um, definitely Cameron was the easiest to talk to on the phone and whatnot. So. Yeah, great. So for any young person looking to get into the electrical trade or probably any trade in general, would you suggest doing a pre-apprenticeship and how, how did you think that helped you? Oh, I definitely suggest doing a pre-apprenticeship. It gives you a bit of a feeler for the trade. I've seen a lot of people through my years at TAFE start their pre-apprenticeship and not like it. It's not what you signed up for sometimes. Sometimes you just don't like it. It doesn't gel well. Um, it definitely gave me the work experience, gives you a leg up. I can't imagine it'd be easy to get a job without it. Um, it really, yeah, just kind of gives you – it takes time off your apprenticeship anyway, so there's no harm in doing it. 
Yeah, so what does it what does it actually do in terms of taking time off your apprenticeship? It, it's literally just the first six months of your apprenticeship that you're doing before you're employed. Mm. You still have to do the exact same units if you just went straight into an apprenticeship. The only difference is it's at your cost as opposed to your employer's cost. Yeah. And what about from an employer perspective, Cam? Like, do you, is that something that you would look for? Obviously, uh, tr- removing the fact that Courtney did her work experience with you and you ultimately end up taking her on. If you were to employ or look at another apprentice in the future, what, what are your sort of key criteria that would influence your decision? Yeah, definitely um, having a pre-apprenticeship does help. We've, I've just taken on another guy, um, Brandon, and he has done a pre-apprenticeship as well. It just, they do, like Courtney said, they've had pre-experience. They do know, yes, this is what, something I want to do. Um, and for instance, like Courtney, she's now going to be finished within just over three years. So as opposed to doing four years on the tools, she's yep. done her pre-apprenticeship and then just over three years and she's going to be qualified tradeswoman. Yeah. No, that's it. I think that's a big one is that, you know, it's hard It's hard when you're young to, to get experience. But yeah, I guess from an employer's perspective, at least if they've done their pre-app, it's pretty safe to assume they know what they're getting in for. You know, the first week on the job, they're not going to turn around like you said, Courtney, and say, well, hang on, I didn't sign up for this. Yep. Least, yeah. And that was a big thing, especially with what we do, like predominantly solar. Um, I guess for me personally, the first day Courtney was there, <laughs> I said to my business partner at the time, Alison, there's no way in the world she's going to make it. <laughs> but credit to her, she came back the next day um, and kept coming back and back and back, did her 100 hours, and at the end of it, we basically said we can't not take her on. No-brainer. Yep. Well, that's good. And is that – what do you think – it was that being a female and going into a predominantly male-centric environment, trades in general, and I guess like you say, they were electrical and, and given that the company you chose and was called Queen of Sparks and Alison was, was a part of it as well, that's probably a little bit different, but had you uh, decided in your mind that you're basically going to make sure that they've got no other choice but to take you on, regardless of what maybe some of the pre preconceived ideas would have been? Well, at TAFE, they tell you that if you don't get a job out of your 100 hours work experience, you're never going to get a job. So I was like, I have to get this job. That's good. Yeah. That's good. And that, that's true. You know, I'm, that's actually nice to hear that they say that because I think that's 100%. Like if you, yeah, if you can't get a job out of it, then you need to have a look in the mirror and work out why for sure. So with that in mind, how, how has it been? So from when you, from the first, from when you did your pre-apprenticeship right through to finishing your capstone, how... How has it been? Like, what are the ch- some of the challenges that you've faced? And again, I, I don't, obviously being a female is a part of it, but it just in general, you know, as a young person starting a trade, what what sort of things have you come up against that you've had to deal with? I've been pretty good. I've had a really good TAFE class that I've been with my whole time. Um, we all get along really well, and I had another girl in my class who I'm still really good friends with. Um, obviously, Jesse and Cameron were used to Alison, so they were really accommodating to have another girl on their team. Like, they were used to that, and there was no weirdness about it. Uh, probably the only thing is working on trade sites with other trades. It still makes me nervous. Um, yeah, just it's a different, entirely different situation when you're working with a whole bunch of trades that have never seen a woman before on a trade site. And then you're getting the looks and the questions and the... How weird is that to hear someone say that, like someone who's never worked with a female on a job site again oh, no, it's in 2020? That's bullshit. Yeah. We're in Carnarvon and um, the guy who actually passed the work on on to us um he said within the first couple of hours of us being up there there was questions on oh who's the girl on the roof working (laughs) yeah so how how does that how is that for uh your partner 
It was hard at first. Yeah. He um he definitely didn't like the idea of it. Um, but he's a tradie himself. He owns his own company. Yeah. What's his trade? Uh, he's a roof plumber. Yep. Yeah. So um he's at the same time we work together every now and again. He knows that I'm going to cop it wherever I go. That's just kind of how it is. But he's worked alongside women before, so he doesn't mind it as much. And yep. I suppose because he's with me, he he's gotten used to it. Let's yeah. Just say. And what about you guys, Cam? Obviously, um, being a you know from from the outset, from the Queen of Sparks days, being I I don't know if leveraging is the right word, but I mean you know having that element being female friendly and and typically you know as we hear in in the trade circles about you know, single females at home alone, having tradesmen come through and that sort of thing. How how has that gone for you guys through the years? Is that okay? Look, Alison really had a good basis when we um, became business partners. Um, that's why we kept the name, and it, it worked. Uh, she showed me a lot, and really got us into the solar side as well because she was um, she was fully accredited at the time. Yep, and still is. Um, so. We we just we built such a good friendship before we started a the, the company together, um, and and just built on that. And it was just it, I didn't see her any differently as having you know my best mate that I was working with, even though she was female. You know, it's, it, she was my best mate who, and we were just in business together. And um, you you always get comments. We got comments. I, I me especially. You know, I Queen Sparks working for Queen yeah, Sparks. Yeah, all the rest of it. <laughs> But you know, you, you did. I dealt with it. At the end of the day, she she was the one that, that built that company to where it was, and I was coming into that with her because um, she needed support as well. So, and, and go from there. Look, I, I'm really big on on females in the trade, um, and yeah, you know, promote as much as we can. I would have this last time um, putting the call out there for apprentices, and not one female actually um, applied. So, really? yeah. Any idea on why you would think that is? No, no. No, that's that's strange. Yeah, I would have thought, especially with the whole uh, the whole sort of um, idea, well, obviously pre COVID and that sort of thing, that the mining was sort of looking up again. I would have thought that yeah, it would have been a, a bit more of an influx. But so with obviously having Courtney and having worked with females in the trade before, obviously you would consider them to be an asset. And have you seen that um, it has added another level to your business, which maybe gives you a point of difference for? Yeah, hundred percent. And look, that wasn't ever about it. Sorry, that wasn't ever about it for me. It's not about having that point of difference. Um, but just having Courtney on is an asset. She, you know, the way she presents herself, the way she does her work, the way she just conducts herself in general, um, way she deals with customers, it, it's great. And you know, we always get comments. You know, nothing against Jesse. Sorry, Jesse and that are exactly the same though as well. Um, but yeah, everyone does comment. You know, it's, it's great to see a female in the trade, and, and it really is. And it's. Yeah, no, it, it, I'm proud to have, yeah, the, the sort of diversity that we've got. Yeah. And how, how have you found it, Courtney, working amongst all the boys? Has it been easy enough for you? Like, obviously, country girl, like I would imagine that you're fairly, you've got a fairly thick skin anyway. Have you got brothers? I don't, actually, no. no. Um, I found it easy enough. Yeah. Um, I would, every now and again, we work alongside other electricians and it's, I, I look at them and I go, I'd hate to step into work with you guys. Definitely not friendly enough, um, but these guys have all been great, like yeah. really, really good. Um, customers have been really good. I think I've only had a problem with one customer and she was a woman, <laughs> an 80-year-old <laughs> lady, 
And um, but she came round as I told her, "You're going to let me do it, or the job's not getting done." And what was her problem? Out of interest, just questioning your capability. She wasn't having a woman crawling through her roof space. Right. So um, I said, "Either I do it, or the job doesn't get done." And she's like, "All right, whatever." And um, she turned out really well. She's been one of my biggest fans ever since. She's a um, really lovely lady. What was? Did you get much of an insight on? what her issue was with it? Was it because she didn't think that as a woman you should be crawling through the roof space? That's exactly it. Right. She um, she just didn't see it as a woman's job. She said mm. it wasn't right and said, well, everyone's got to make a living and this is the way I chose to make mine, so. Yeah, I guess that's a different perspective, isn't it? I mean, it's sometimes, yeah, I wouldn't have thought about that initially until you said that, how, you know, I would have thought maybe she thought, well, you're not capable of that sort of thing, but no, her side of it being older and it was more of a traditional thing of like, well, that's not your sort of not place. Not a woman's job, yeah, yeah. yeah. Yep. There you go. Um, and how, how did you guys go? Like, so you said you had another, another female in your TAFE class. How did you guys go from an academic perspective? Towards the top? Um, yes, I would say we did, but we studied really hard. We worked really hard. And because we had each other, it was a lot easier for us. Um, we still had the couple guys that were way better than us. Um, but definitely I felt like we had to work a lot harder. And because we weren't kind of in with the guys, with the jokes and everything, we were kind of on the outskirts, so we tended to study and focus a lot more on what was actually going on. She she works for the Australian Submarine Corporation, so she hadn't done anything we were doing at TAFE domestic-wise. Mm. So as well, I spent a lot of time trying to show her what was this and what was that, so that helped me a lot in trying to teach her what was going on. And yeah. I, can, I can sort of relate to... What you were saying there, because I did my apprenticeship when I got out of the army. So I'd been in the army for eleven years, got out as a as a sergeant, and then started again from zero, going back to TAFE with sort of sixteen to twenty year olds as a twenty eight year old, I think I would have been at the time. And so the same thing, like I felt a little bit ostracised. I mean, not that it concerned me, but I, there was definitely a line there between the younger guys yeah. and then sort of me sitting there in the corner with my, you know, with everything set out and laid out and, you know, <laughs> everything brought to class that was meant to, you know, wearing your boots. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but we had two, 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 or maybe even three in uh, females in our class. Yep. And I think out of the, the class, which sort of rotated through maybe, you know, over the course of the apprenticeship, between 12 and sort of 15 people, I think, like there was only five of us. There was me, the two girls, and I think two of the other guys that passed their capstone on the first the first run. Yep. So did you pass on the first run? I did. Very good. She had a bit of pressure on her, though, because Jessie did as well. On <laughs> yeah, there's no way else. <laughs> Into in company competition? No, that's good. And so what about the future? What, where do you see... Uh, Cam and I have had this discussion. Um, I'm going to stay on with Perry Perry for a while, but I do want to get my contractor's ticket. Um, my partner and I want to move out to Dongra um, and we'll keep his business and incorporate electrics into it. So we're going to be robust roofing and electrical. Very good. Um, and, yeah, we kind of just want to go from there. But I am going to stay with Cam for a while. I've still got so much to learn and he's a great teacher um, and I feel like he's really going to help me like kind of get everything on track of where I need to be and he's been really supportive about the fact that I want to get my contractors, so yeah. Yeah, that's it. I think, um, and that's great, it's a testament to you, Cam, like well done for being like that, but I think, you know, from Cam's perspective, he's probably like, well, yeah, no worries. If you want to do your contractors, that's fine. Ultimately, I'm not going to be able to stop you, but the best thing I can do or the best thing Cam can do for the industry is to make sure that you've got enough knowledge before you do it because, as we know, 
there's too many electricians out there, too many business people in general in trade-based businesses that haven't taken the time to learn, you know, yep. and go under the wing of someone who's willing to teach them and so they can say, well, look, and I talking with Trent, who owns Marsman Plumbing here, like any of his guys who want to go out on their own, he's like, well, come and spend a day with me, you know, and see, and see that my phone doesn't get turned off, see about all these issues I've got to deal with, you know, understand that, you know, when you look at your charge-out rate and you break it down, like, you're not buying a new boat necessarily, you know, <laughs> like, it's, there's so much work that goes into it, so that's great, and, and yeah, to educate yourself as much as you can before you take that, and obviously you've got a, a fairly decent... Um, business partner to go into with as well because I'm sure he's uh, he's got a fair idea of how to run his business too so that's that's good what about you Cam you concur with that she, yeah happy? I definitely look I'm, it, I, I think for me it's like it's a proud moment that she's gone well that, that's where she wants to go um, and I know she can do it and I wish her all the success in the future because um, I know she's going to do what you know whatever she does she'll be really really good at it um, whether it stays in that or you know she ends up in mining or whatever it is um, She's going to excel in whatever she does, and it's nice to have you know been there from the start with her, and, and I'm going to look forward to seeing where she ends up in the future. Yeah, for sure. And she'll be your subby up in Dongra. <laughs> 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 no, that's great, guys. Well, I think that's uh, that's gotten the story of Courtney out, and and we'll post it up. And once I do, I'll uh, I'll flick it over to you guys, and you can share it around. But again, thanks a lot for taking the time to come in. Yep. And uh, I'll let you guys go. Thanks, Dan. No worries. Thank you. See ya. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Tradie HQ podcast. For more information, head to tradiehqwa.com.au and follow us on Facebook at the Tradie HQ podcast group. Have a great day.